Dudes to Dads is a podcast to help men understand and navigate the transition of being a single dude into a family man. How do we make sense of it all? Well, we probably won't be able to, but let's go ahead and have some fun trying. All right, welcome to Dudes to Dads. Today, we have another great show. I think, Alan, though, I say that every single show. It's always a great show. Uh, but today, I, I've invited uh, two... Uh, fellow dads of part of the meetup group here in Encinitas, San Diego, California, and um, kind of wanted to just get some, you know, some roundtable discussion. We we had some great discussions tonight. It was, this is actually being recorded after the Dudes to Dads meetup, and it's the actual original part of that, right? The original thing was a meetup group. Yeah, and it still is. It's the, sort of the foundation of, of how I started this was about two years ago doing a meetup group. And for those that don't know what a meetup group is, you can go to meetup.com. You can create a group re- related around activities or things of interest. And for me, it was about being a dad, uh, being a husband, and how to sort of navigate that change and that transition from a family or from a single man into a family man. So, right. um, so yeah, so I, I thought it would be an interesting idea. You know, the the podcasts we've had so far have been really just about you know the various segments and you and I talking about some various topics but I thought it'd be cool to, to bring in um, some of the guys that you know we talk to or I talk to on a regular basis um, and kind of share you know some some information and some stories that you know that they have so sure. with that we'll have them say hello first we have uh, Scott go ahead and just say hello hello <laughs> and then uh, also Nathan how you doing and I'll remain, you guys can remain somewhat anonymous, you know, your last names. You don't necessarily have to do that. Very but, generic names. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so, so one of the things, you know, I wanted to discuss today was, you know, where you guys currently get advice from, uh, whether it's where or who, when you have issues, whether it is with your children or with your spouse um, or significant other, you know, who do you turn to or what is it that you do? Do you go and look on the internet? Do you read books? Do you, you know, what do you currently do? Scott, maybe you can start us off. What, what are some things you do? Yeah, well, I think it's kind of funny when, um, you know, when, uh, when my son was, uh, still, uh, still cooking in the oven, I would, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I got a few books. One of my favorite one was called Mac Daddy. And it would, uh, it talked about, yeah. Was that advice somebody gave to you and said, hey, go get No, book? no. Just sur- I, yeah, I just searched, you know, searched it out. So, I, you know, I read this book. And it was cool. It was like, here all, you know, all the stuff you need. It was basically, you know, crap you need, crap you don't need. And it laid it out just kind of the way that a dad like myself just, you know, so likes to understand. To oh, it absolutely. It spoke to me. And when he was born, um, you know, I, I guess, look, I mean, advice is a dime a dozen. And I really wish that I got less of it when I was, uh, <laughs> you know, when I was that. Because I just really don't want to listen to, to, I'm more about the experience. Um, and nowadays, I, uh, you know, when I go out and, uh, and hang out with, uh, with my son, I'm looking around and I'm basically learning from the environment, seeing what other parents are doing, what works, what's not, things I want to put so in my bag. So you're an observer? Would you I'm, say you're I, an observer? Then? I'm an observer, yeah. yeah. I'm happy well, to. I would, happy I would imagine to. there's a lot of variables in because the type of person you are, the type of person that your significant other is, and also the child himself or herself, if you have a, uh, a girl. Um, so there's so many variables that not all advice is going to work in every single circumstance. Oh, that's absolutely absolutely the case. But, you know, arrows in the quiver, right? I mean, I can take tools, put them in the bag, apply yeah. it to my own situation. And I can, you know, I think that every, every situation is a little bit different. Our kids are different. And... 
You know, one yeah. of the things I did say is, how old your son? Yeah, he's four. Four. Okay. Are you a first-time dad? Is your your only child so far? As far as I know. <laughs> <laughs> and Nathan, how about yourself? You have two children. Two children. I have an eight-year-old son and a five-year-old daughter. Okay. Uh, in terms of advice, you know, I, I was more of a Cliff Notes reader, I guess. I never really <laughs> read books, per se. My wife read a ton of them, but, uh, you know, during the, the baby showers and whatnot, you never got books for dads. Typically, the things that you tend to get are from your buddies, you know, like uh, a six-pack of beer or something like that. So <laughs> it's not really that popular. That does help raise the yeah, children. It does. Here's it does. advice. Drink more. <laughs> So typically I'd get summary from my wife, um, but you know, just like Scott was saying, a lot of a lot of the advice that probably I heard at the time, I I don't recollect. It's more, you know, or would you have listened? I think Scott, we talked about this earlier today. Like, would you have listened if somebody gave you advice, anyways? No, absolutely not. No. I mean, sort of the mindset of like, nah, I can handle it. I, you know, I, I got it, or I'll figure it out. I mean, that's more of a personality type for yourself. Yeah, but a lot of the, a lot of the advice was so negative too. Like, oh, you know, blink of an eye, the kid's gonna be like, you know, sixteen year old, you know, stealing your car, and then it's off to college, and it's all gonna be gone. And for me, I'm just like, I, I want to enjoy every moment of it. So I, I was quick to disregard everything that I heard. So the advice that we're giving on this show would not be something that you would listen to. That's <laughs> fair. <laughs> so, something like that. No, that that I mean that makes sense. And then what about the other thing too? I think is um, you know Nathan, one of the things you touched on was about, you know, books or things for dads, you know, and there are, there are some books out there. I mean, I think I, I, you know, the question is, will guys read them? That's another thing. I don't know how successful the books have been. I think they're probably given by women as gifts, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, whether it's friends or family members that say, hey, you know, you can use this. Um, What about your peers? You know, I mean, it's something of, do you have a, a, a peer group that one, you could go to or two, would you, would you even do that? Yeah, well, the peer group is this, that dudes yeah. to dads, uh, quite honestly. I mean, that's, that's Not where that a I'm lot of the... Not that I'm leading you yeah, into right. a certain... You know. uh, I mean, that's where a lot of the, the topics, the discussion come up, and you, know, you get some advice. You have different people that look at the situation in a slightly different way. I think having a, a healthy group of guys that are experiencing the same thing is, is always a good thing. But you know, just you know, typically at a bar in a social situation, you don't really talk about your kids in that sort of light. It's kind of, oh yeah, you know, same old, same old, things are fine. To find a comfort zone is, is a difficult right. thing. Yeah, That's, right. that's the type of part. perspective people have that right. are kind of sharing your experiences with you. Right. Uh, like you said, going to a bar and not necessarily Plus well, you're drunk. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but also, it's, it's not just that. I or mean, they'll even, complain even about close. the woman. I mean, a lot of times they will complain about the woman. I mean, if their wife or significant other, they'll be like, hey, if you're out having a drink or something, I mean, but it, it may not get very deep as far as what can we do about it to right. solve it. It's more of just like bashing or, you know, it's mm-hmm. kind of letting or just letting out and you're just there to kind of listen. Right. You know? That's exactly it. You don't get too far into your problems when you're talking to, you know, your historic, quote unquote, historic best friends or guy friends. It doesn't, it doesn't really get to that level. Right. right. Uh, so it is healthy having a, an outlet like that. Uh, like this type of group, which is the reason I keep coming back, quite right. honestly. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, and that's kind of what I wanted to touch on is, you know, to see is there, I mean, we're kind of figuring this out if there is a demand for it. I mean, I think, you know, part of the difficulty with the meetup group has been, I think, the comfort level with guys and dads talking about this stuff. I mean, actually, even before talking, it's showing up. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a ton of people who are, quote, members of the group who sort of sit by idle, don't come to the meeting. And then we sort of have, you know, 
a core group of a you know handful of guys that are pretty regular, and then there's these ones that sort of come once, twice, not do it. And so my, I I guess for me too is is doing this podcast and doing the group is trying to figure out if there is more of that need because I know I need it. You know, I I mean it just. <laughs> last weekend i mean i'm like you know what i think i need to go back to some of my classes you know i took these parenting classes i mean it's never done like it's a constant thing where i feel like i need some more input i mean i you know there's new challenges there's new things in fact tonight at tonight's meetup we had great you know great input from multiple people some new people and even gentlemen with older kids and it was just great to hear that perspective of him being able to look back 10 years or whatever and say, oh, yeah, yeah, I totally remember this, 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 and this. And it's kind of, I think that's the dynamics of the group that really makes it interesting is the sort of, um, hey, I've been there. I've been through that, and here's what happened. It's not even even how to to solve it. It's more about just, I went through that as well. Yeah, and I think that, you know, what you're you're saying, Jason, is that it's rare. It's rare for, for a dad to think that, he needs something else. He needs something additional or a support group. My experience has been most dads have the, I got this right. mentality. and Which you just alluded to, you have yourself. I do. I mean, but yet, you've been a great contributor yeah. to the group. You continue to come back. Now, is that more than you feel like because you're able to help other people? Or is it also then helping yourself? No, I mean, the, the group is a component of a couple of things. It's being a dad and also, you know, being a partner in, in, in a relationship. And it's not that you know, I'm not... Um, you know, I'm not uh, confident in either. I always want to learn more. It's just my my nature. Yeah, I think people forget about that part of the relationship is that there, it takes two to tango. So you need to have a contributor <laughs> to make a child, and you're both going to have some hand in raising it, hopefully. So it's nice that you kind of said that. I, that was one thing I was. And I, you know, I don't want to come off as like I, I know it. I, I don't. I'm learning this. And but you that, said that's you're an observer. You figure it I'm out. I'm an observer, yeah. and I figure it out, and I want to learn from everybody. I take what works, and I, you know, leave everything else. I just think in terms of the actual advice, it's been my experience right off the bat that most of it, well, it doesn't work. It, it was it was negative. Right. And so I was quick to dismiss it. Now, if I had another experience where it was all positive and the the kinds of things that resonated with me as a person. Now I have a different take on it. Yeah. So, well, well one thing I've, I've often said in coming to this group, and Scott, I think you can relate to this, is what I get out of this is the fact that there's different ends of the spectrum. Uh, I'm very much uh, a particular way of thinking about a situation. Scott's a very different way. So it helps to not only be surrounded by like-minded people, but people that take you out of your comfort zone. That's the biggest thing. That's the reason I keep returning to it because, yeah. you know, Scott... Like there's a bunch of ways to well, do it right. Yeah, I mean, Scott <laughs> takes me out of my comfort zone. He right. looks at the raising of his child very different than I do mine, not in a bad way, just a very different way. So I get a lot out of that. You guys, it's, yeah, because it's like you ultimately all have the same goal. You want right. healthy, happy children and be, you know, right. self-sufficient and, you know, everything else. But it's like, you know, you're going down a different road in doing that, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of seeing that. Um, yeah, no, it, it definitely gives a perspective. I mean, in, in the past, had you, how did you get advice? You know, I mean, before the group, well, did, did you, you said you the, just observed, so you really didn't seek it out. Well, yeah, purposefully, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't seek it out. You know, Andrea and I would talk about it. We would just kind of figure it out over the course of time. You know, it, it would. Uh, it would just naturally happen. God, you know, we got I, to I, it. I wish I had some of that in me. Well, and for me, it's. <laughs> For me, I have a very close family. You know, I have two older sisters and a, a close-knit mother involved in my life. 
So the advice came from that. But that's very like-minded people to myself. I mean, obviously, I was raised in that environment. Right. So, yeah, and you, you know, you say a particular set of circumstances, you know what that path is going to lead to, and you just get validation. Sure. You know, it's right. not necessarily good or bad. You just get validation. <laughs> yeah. They pat you on the back, say, right on. Right. <laughs> but, you know, looking at the situation a little different, instead of drawing a box and having a border around your kid, having someone else to reflect on and say, hey, have you ever thought of letting your kid fall outside that fence, go outside that box, let him explore, him or she explore what their boundaries are. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's a unique way of looking at parenting. So by way of getting advice for me in the past before coming to something like this, it was family. And I think a lot of people do that. Yeah. You know, you're close to your brother, your sister, or whomever. So you're going to go to them first and vent to them. They're just going to give you the same advice that they were used to getting from their <laughs> parent who you were also raised by, and it's not helpful. Right. So No, that's cool. That's good. I mean, I think um, sort of wrapping that, you know, that segment or that element up, it's, um, you know, the idea that there is a bunch of advice out there. It's not all good. Uh, everyone, it doesn't always work for everybody. And I think this is what Nathan said is, is really true is, you know, everybody has a different way about doing it. And it's, it is sometimes nice to come out of your comfort zone and not necessarily get the advice from somebody who thinks the same way that you do. Um, so that's, I think, partly what we're trying to do here is, uh, you know, make it okay. First of all, for a guy, you can still be cool. I mean, I'm a little, like I said, I'm a little less cool than I used to be. <laughs> but still be, you know, th- what you think of as a guy and can still seek out advice and not necessarily have answers to everything. You know, as guys, we talked about that earlier too. Like we think we have to have the answer to everything, you know, whether it's our, our wives or our children or whatever, you think you have to have that answer. And the reality is, is that you don't, you know, and part of it is figuring it out, being open to other, you know, ideas and other options. And then the idea of actually seeking it out. So, yeah, I think one of the things that, you know, all the dads have to ask themselves, and I think we all ask ourselves in this group is, okay, out of the share of my life and what I'm doing, am I happy with where I'm at and being a, and being a father? You know, am I, am I happy with, with what I'm doing, what I'm providing, how I'm participating in my, in my kids' lives? And if the answer is no, then, you know, there's some things to do. Right, yeah. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. Right on. Wise words. <laughs> all right, so next we're going to talk, uh, we've got a, another uh, question here which, you know, I wanted to get some input from the guys is, you know, what was the biggest challenges that you faced as a new dad? I mean, if you kind of think back, your kids are a little bit older, um, but, you know, the challenges that you were kind of up against when you were becoming a new dad, and, and, and I can share a little bit, because I think, you know, we talked about this a little bit earlier in the, in the group, was exactly why this group was created, was that transition of being this single guy, um, you know, sort of doing what you want, when you want, whatever, and then all of a sudden being in a relationship and being married and now feeling that responsibility for somebody else and then adding the dynamic of having a child and you sort of compounding that responsibility of, wow, I need to provide for these people. I need to, you know, if that's your role, I need to provide for these people. I need to, you know, man up, I need to work hard, I need to, you know, do all these things. Um, and it's a lot, a lot of pressure, you know, and, and in fact, we touched on that idea this at, at the group. So I think, you know, what's the biggest challenge is sort of maybe just realizing that it's going to be okay. And I think, Scott, you kind of touched on that, which you had said about just worry about sort of the day-to-day stuff 
I think that's what you kind of touched. Well, on yeah, that. sure. I mean, I mean, I you know, one of the things I said, I think we're all. Well, I know we're all built for being parents. So a lot of times we'll get bogged down with the minutia. Do I need to, you know, oh, before the baby comes, I need to outfit the room. I need to get the crib ready. I need to do all that stuff. And that's all garbage. You don't need to do anything. You need to care for your baby when they come home from the, from the hospital and have fun being parents. Yeah, I think we get bogged down in the, what I call first world problems. You know, I mean, <laughs> like Scott's saying, they just need to eat and they'll figure out when they need to poop. And other than that, <laughs> everything else is just the minutia of the day-to-day life. Right. Um, but it, there was one funny thing that, well, f- maybe not funny at the time, but there was something funny that unearthed itself tonight during the group in which each one of us almost had a different story when our child was first born that we each lost our jobs, we each <laughs> had a new house. It was like a perfect hellstorm. Right. And look at us now. I mean, you know, Scott's got a four-year-old, I've got an eight and a five-year-old. You get through it and you look back at those and you just go, wow, those were menial, insignificant problems. At the time, they were right. huge and right. just upset and ruined my world. Well, I think, I think it was uh, somebody had said a good business was to look, as if, if you're a headhunter, right. look for someone who just had a baby because they're going to probably lose their job pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to move on to another topic. Um, one of the one of the things that was brought up just just in this previous conversation was, you know, the ideas or the idea of different types of parenting and the different. I should say you're trying to all get to the same goal essentially, um, but one of the things is sort of the boundaries. And you know, I think Nathan, you know, you and I are somewhat similar of pretty rigid. I can say for myself at least. Um, sort of that control, scheduled, um, type A, whatever, however you want to categorize mm-hmm. it. Whereas Scott, you know, you have a have a little bit different from, especially from the boundary standpoint of you know allowing your child to sort of explore. And maybe you can touch on that a little bit of you know sort of allowing him um, to find himself. And it's fascinating. I mean, I'm, I'm so intrigued. There's things I wish I could do more. And that's why I like when, you know, we get together is sort of learning that and some of that. And I try to incorporate some of those things. It's just not, it's weird. It's like, it's not in the nature, you know, it's not, it's not in my DNA. So it's something that I have to sort of stretch for, you know? Well, yeah. And I, I guess I'll have to say that I'm a big believer in, natural consequences. I don't take that to an extreme. I'm not having him run around a fire pit with a blazing fire. And if he falls <laughs> in for well, yourself, he'll probably, he'll probably learn from that. I, mean, I, I, don't, <laughs> I, I, don't be, I don't believe in them because I don't have that within me. However, when it does come to climbing and venturing off and doing things, riding a bike, just most recently a skateboard, I don't interfere. And I feel like it's really important for Alex to be able to figure out what works for him and how to do things. And it's worked out wonderfully. Um, It wasn't up until this last summer that I was actually challenged as a parent and my my heart was kind of like jumping out. Like, I don't know if I want him to do that. Maybe you can share that story. So, okay, yeah. So so we will go across the way to a local high school and, you know, we'll bring various things. I'll bring soccer balls, his bike, you know, all these things. But one of the things that's there is stadium seating. And (laughs) with the stadium seating underneath is the scaffolding. And the scaffolding goes up maybe about, I don't know, 20 feet or something like that. And keep in mind, he's four years old. He's four, yeah. So... (laughs) 
So we would go, and we, you know, we do our thing, you know, pitch the baseball, hit the thing, and then he'll want to go around the track. And inevitably, we go around the track, and then he goes underneath the stadium seating where the scaffolding is. And he'll, you know, he'll try to do his pull-ups. He'll try to do his things. But then what ends up happening is he, he starts to look up and goes, oh, you know, I, you know, he looks up and he starts to climb. Well, one, uh, and it's been fine because, you know, he would just kind of like mess around in a couple of the different uh, bars. Well, um, on one instance, one of the more over the summer, I was uh, I was texting Andrea or something, you know. It was probably you know ten seconds or something, and I looked around. I didn't didn't see him, and then I heard this Papa Papa. I'm like, you know, <laughs> where the heck is he? I look up, and he's all the way at the top, about twenty feet up in the air. And I'm thinking, this is not. I don't. You know, this I'm is not, a four year old really... boy, twenty feet above on a fence. I, I would. I mean, like I said, I, I don't know what I'd be. I'd be freaking out. Yeah. So I, you know, and I kind of started down that path, and I'm like, hold on a second, what am I trying to accomplish here? And I just said, well, this. He's like, well, you know, I started to go up there. I'm like, well, let me see you get down. He's like, okay. And so he he climbed all the way down. I mean, he just went all the way back down, and then he climbed back up, and I'm like, oh. Then I followed him all the way up, and he looked at me, and I didn't say anything to him. I didn't tell him I didn't want him to do it. I didn't tell him that. I was uncomfortable. I, didn't, I just, you know, followed him up there to see. And he, and he looked at me and he said, you know, Pop, you don't have to be scared that I'm going to fall. I'm not going to fall. And uh, I said, <laughs> yeah, you know. Awesome. <laughs> and I climbed back down and, and uh, have just, you know, kind of let him do these sorts of things. And to me, it, it's important because I feel like the more that he has an opportunity to have these small little failures, you know, if he were, if he were to fall or if he were to, you know, do something to, to kind of put himself in check, that it's a lot better that it happens now than later on down there. How do you judge that risk? I mean, one of the things you said, I mean, it's different. Okay, he's in an environment where you know is somewhat safe. This is a scaffolding. There's cement on the ground, broken glass, whatever you had even mentioned. There's like broken <laughs> glass or whatever. The idea that if he fell, he would could have been serious, you know, probably seriously injured, if not even That's more. That's true. And so how, I'm saying, how do you judge that? Well, you know? you know, it's happened over the course of time. I mean, we've been taking him to parks. I've been taking him to parks ever since he's been six months old and to have him climb and, and, and do, do certain things. So it's not like it was he had he'd done nothing and all right. of a sudden he's, he's up 20 feet. It's, it's just that it's the furthest that he had been away with – you know, but no he's padded. pushing your comfort zone. He is, yeah, he is. Because you obviously have a comfort zone, maybe even for yourself and for your child, and all of a sudden he's now getting to a point whereas before you were pretty comfortable with everything he was doing. Or I, was. And this, I was. So I wonder, like, as he gets a little bit older, how much more you're going to be challenged, you know? I, I, I might be. But the point is I'm trying to keep things in perspective. What am I doing? You know, it's not really for me. It's for him. And he, 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 did, he does risk injury, I guess. But at the same time, he was completely he's less secu- inclined to get injured than some other. Yes, I mean right? he's he's completely secure up there. But we just went down to this uh, place downtown. They have this water fountain thing with a, a new park. He he scaled the rock climbing wall both sides. <laughs> I mean up and down. I mean he did it before we could even. I mean he just went up and up up and around and over it. I mean he is. It's he, he's he, he's a, he's yeah. a confident kid, you know. So that's and I attribute that a lot to the way that we handled a lot of the things that, that he did younger when he was at the parks. You know, we didn't stop him. We didn't show, we allowed him to do the things that he wanted to do. We inspected the, you know, if he fell down, sure, he'd bounce off the sand or the, uh, or that's, the and you're talking most of the stuff you're, you, know, you speak about is a lot of it's physical, you know? Yes. I guess. yes. So what about the, how much that translates into, I mean, now is he, he's in school. Is he starting school? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So is that sort of philosophy moving into a school environment or a more structured environment? How does that work? Because, you know, like you said, natural consequences, which I, you know, I agree with. So if the child doesn't do their homework, 
he doesn't do his homework. I mean, that's up to him to do it. Or is that something, you know, because that's a debate too. You know, you kind of have to have that line. Well, I, you know, um, yeah, fortunately we have him at a school right now that, do, that doesn't have homework and <laughs> won't for many, 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 many years. And that's, that's something that we choice. have. So yeah, it's yeah. a choice. So it's our choice. So we, part of it's putting him in an environment that's already in alignment with our values. Right. Um, in terms of him getting along with and following the rhythm and routine of, of his class, it has nothing to do with what we allow him to do physically or, or, or otherwise. He, um, what we realize is that because he has developed the confidence, his ability to, to, to leave us and go to a place that we have um, deemed trustworthy is easy. He pulls himself together and he's a smaller kid for his, for his age, but he pulls himself together and he's a very stocky guy and he's, he's a very strong guy. So he, he, he meshes well his with older kids level, as well like too. His confidence level, like you said, is good. I mean, he's a very high confidence level. Absolutely, yeah. yes. So that will translate. I mean, it will translate into whatever he's doing. Obviously, you started with the physical part of it. But well, it seems like that will translate well into other areas of his life. Yeah, well, but it's, it's also, too, I, mean, I, I let him barbecue with me, too. So he throws the meat on the grill. He, he gets to flip things, too. And I've talked to other dads. I can't, I can't even imagine what it would be like to have my four- or five-year-old grilling. And to me, it's nothing. I mean, he, yeah. he, he, he takes a, you know, he, he participates how he wants to. Right. Nathan, what do you think? Yeah, well, <laughs> see, for me, you know, I'm sitting there biting my Swing. lip. <laughs> no, I mean, <clears throat> honestly, I, I've taken a lot of, I guess I'll call them Scottisms, and applied them to my own relationship with my son because they're very valuable. I mean, a, a different way of looking at the situation. For me personally, though, I mean, I, I would have never let him get to the second rung. I would have been on top of him that much. But I do have an example. A couple weekends ago, I went on a camping trip with him. And new group of this guys, this is my son. Yeah, my son and I, we went on a camping trip with a big group of other dads and other sons and, you know, didn't know the people. He knew one other kid in the group, and I just let him experience. I let him do what he wanted to do. And he went off to a playground. He went BMX biking, uh, and he just did all these things himself. He ended up falling off his bike. In fact, he flattened his back tire. He came walking back with it. And I was so proud because he wasn't crying. He was just, you know, in it. He was disappointed that he had blown his back tire, but other than that, he wasn't complaining about his knee getting skinned up. You know, there was something interesting, though, Jason, that you'd mentioned about how will that apply into your school work. Um, so us, we've had a very structured, formal, I guess I'll call it, type relationship, uh, parenting style, where we've got a boundary. You know, you don't cross the boundary. That's what it is. Um, but we've been, we've been trying to expound that boundary. And my son, he's now in uh, third grade now. And he's starting to have more homework assignments, et cetera. And one thing that we've found is we, can't, we don't want homework or school to become a chore or right. to become something that they don't like doing. So what we've done is if he doesn't want to do his homework or he takes a particularly long time to do it because he's procrastinating, he's doing something else, he's looking at the counting the ceiling tiles, I don't know what he's doing in his room, it's okay as long as he gets it done at some point. But I don't want to be that eagle over him. I want him to make the decisions too. But okay, so what if he doesn't do it? And that's one of the, that's one of the consequences we talk about. Right? It was actually in the parenting classes where right. you know, the idea is it's the, at what age. I mean, there's a certain age, right. obviously, that it's up to them. So the right now, yeah. I mean, right now he's doing basic math, addition, subtraction, multiplication, and you know, he has to read every night. But that's about the extent of it. You know, come on, you can do that. You know, if it gets into 
I don't know. That's that's a fine boundary, and I know we've brought it up here. What before. if he doesn't? What if he right. doesn't? What if he gets a C in class, but he's Are you er- but be he's okay earned that, that C? Yeah, I can't be. That's <laughs> difficult for me. And this is where Scott and I necessarily may not see eye to eye, but for me, I can't uh, because you know because well, they have can, to accomplish. And, that, and that's one of the biggest though. things that you've pulled out of us in this group too that you've learned from a past parenting class that you've gone to. Um, you know. Why do we put our kids and make them well, and force them right. to Right, and excel? here's the thing: is you know, can you answer this for yourself? Is I was a product of that regimen. Mm-hmm. You know, I I it don't didn't turn out too bad. Well, thank you. <laughs> but I will say there are things that I know about my life, and whether that is being stressed and anxiety and tension and mm-hmm. the type A ness of it, that I wish I wasn't as much in my DNA. You know, it hasn't been great. It's, you know, so there are some things that I think, and, and a lot of it may have been self-imposed as well as, you know, just, I mean, I had great parents, but it doesn't necessarily mean you got to get your homework done and you got to follow the rules and you got to, you know, and there wasn't, there were absolute boundaries all the time. And somehow maybe through a lot of love and everything else, yes, I developed a good self-esteem and self-worth, if you will. But not without its own challenges. I mean, and everybody has those challenges. But I wonder, you know, I always look back and say, gosh, if I had less of those boundaries and was able to make mistakes, I don't think I was ever, I, I don't think I ever felt like I was allowed to make a mistake. And that, I don't know that that was even my parents. That's just an internal thing for me of feeling like you always have to be on. You always have to do the right thing. You always have to be perfect and this, 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 and this. You always have to try your hardest. You always have to give 110 you know, Right. No, I mean, I was, I was raised in the exact same type of environment where you had to do a certain type of sport. And I'm going through something right now, actually, between my son and daughter. They both got into Taekwondo. They both love it. Son's older, kind of pulled his sister into it. I know she saw Big Brother doing it. She wanted to do it, too. <clears throat> but what's happening right now is uh, she doesn't want to do it anymore. She's done. And I am. I have to be okay with that. You know, if I was more of the old mentality, I wouldn't. You're no, going to finish this season. Finish this. Yeah, yeah. Which we've said that you have to at least finish out the month. We paid for it. You got. <laughs> Don't waste daddy's for, money. Yeah, for the for the cheapness <laughs> factor, she's got to finish it. But outside of that, fine. Let's find something else that you want to share. So now she's starting to explore, and she's starting to say, hey, "I'd kind of like to test out gymnastics." Right. Great. Let, let's let let's her take that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you see, I mean, I, I, you know, the way that I would handle it is, and this has been the case in the past. I mean, we 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 uh, we put Alex in gymnastics early. He decided, you know, after a couple times, I mean, at some point, he decided he just wasn't going to do it anymore. So I just pulled him out. I, I wasn't going to have him finish something and have him to have a have a bad ex, you know, a bad experience well, with that see, because I want cheap. to. That's why. Well, <laughs> the, the thing is, I I want to be able to come back to it. And you know, there's more than one, one way to skin a cat. It's not that one way is better or worse than another way. It's just we all want to have the most enriching experience. We want our kids to have the most enriching experience, and we want to have enriching experiences with our kids. Right. And so I just just the way that I have decided uh, that I wanted to do it because um, I want to be the exact antithesis of how I grew up with, with, with my parents. I knew that um, after I was no longer under their care anymore, there was no way that I was going to raise anybody under that environment. So for me, I mean, I, I joke and say it's because I'm cheap, but part of it is to finish what you start. I mean, so that's kind of my mentality. What, what am I teaching my child if they don't, what if, if you like, say I have an interest in this and you give it a shot and you just, you fall flat on your face, well, how do you know the second time when you get back on the horse? I mean, you know, there's that saying, get back on the horse, give it another try. You know, if I, if I did that with my son the first time he had broccoli, 
he'd never be eating broccoli, but now he loves broccoli because I, I say every time just have another bite. You yeah. don't have to finish it, but each time you sit down, we put broccoli in front of you. Have I, the I mentioned my grandma a lot on the show, and she was well, the type that would encourage things, even if I didn't want to do them. She would kind of convince me to do it in some kind of weird psychology game. And it wasn't like a mean thing. She was just like, well, why don't you have a little bit of this or have a little couple more no thank you helpings and just call it that. And it actually made me feel, all right, it's for grandma. You know, <laughs> I'll do it. And then, uh, but then later on, I started adapting that behavior. So like some things are, so I you would try like, new things all the time. I do. Yeah. I, as a matter of fact, the matter I go to restaurants. If there's something like squirrel on the menu, I'll get it. You know, but um, it, it's one of those things that you know. Do you encourage them? And at what point in time do you just say, "Hey, no, don't do that," and it's okay to bail out? Versus, "Hey, look, why don't you go forward a little bit further and see if you really like it? Is it? Do you not like it because it's too hard, or do you not like it because it's just something that you're not interested in?" Yeah, but you know, I think Alan that. You have to you have to answer the question: Why are you encouraging? What's the point of the encouragement? Why you right. know what do you want to get out of it? Is it so, would you is it for lay you or for them? Yeah, would you lay down in front of a bus to have it run over you if if your if your kid didn't do one of these things, or is it or does it just kind of like eh, I could go either way with right. it? Now I, I don't want to get them give the impression that's this unruly circus that happens at, at my house. It doesn't work <laughs> like that. I want to come over because they're yeah <laughs> juggling problems, um, everything. But the thing is, is you know there are times where it's like I mean dinner is a perfect example. You know this is what we're having for dinner. There is no other option. Right. You right. can choose well, the options to not eat. That's it. You I know, think we're you all can eat this and yeah. or you cannot eat. You know yeah, that's. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, clearly, you know, the yeah, right choice is made every yeah. single time. Sure. <laughs> yes. I like eating. Right. Well, I mean, really at the end of the day, and the thing I keep coming back to is, you know, your parents screwed you up. You're, you have issues, and that's what we're trying to correct in this You're group. talking about people in general, not necessarily me. <laughs> not necessarily you Jason. You, right? You're talking about Jason. Uh, a little <laughs> bit of that. straight at <laughs> Part of it is... And pointing. Yeah, part of it is, though, you know, you're most likely going to do something to your children. We're trying to overcompensate on the other end of the dial. We're probably... At the end of the day, you're still going to screw your kids up some way, shape, and <laughs> yeah. form. Yeah. You might as well screw have them fun doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a wrap. <laughs> yeah. that's, you know what? That, was, that is a great way to end. I want to thank uh, my guests today, Nathan and uh, Scott, as well as my regular guest and host, co-host, uh, Mr. Allen. Yes, thank you. Um, Thanks for showing up, by the way. I appreciate you being here. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, late guys. That was, no, it is late. <laughs> and we're in an air-conditioned room. That's we're not. recording late, but uh, I do appreciate everyone's time. And you know, it, it, this is something that is important. I think we all agree that you know, there's a bunch of different ways, as you said, to skin a cat. But you know, the the one thing is we're all committed to putting in the effort. You know, and we all uh, are trying to do the best that we can. I don't know that that's always an answer. My wife and I uh, have that discussion all the time. Well, they're doing the best that they can. Is that is that really enough? What if they're what if all they can do is not really that good. Um, it's not good enough for a type A. Right. Right. It's never good enough. Um, so I think we're all just trying to navigate that. So uh, on behalf of everybody, just wanted to say uh, take care. We'll see you next time. Thanks.